0: That's not a professional thing to do in the middle of the season, just swatting off to Amsterdam for... I mean, I know it's a a relatively short flight, but, Brooks, I cannot stress how important your circadian rhythms are.
1: It's time
2: for the Vodka.
1: Welcome to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com, and I am here with Ryan Bailey and just Ryan Bailey because Theo Messi has been called up for international duty. So Ryan, mm. how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on?
0: Uh, I'm pretty well today, Brooks. Thank you very much for asking. Um, I'm wearing, as per usual, my back brace because I have incredibly good posture at the moment. <laughs> and also, I'm wearing a face of indignation.
1: And why is that?
0: Well, we've stirred a lot of controversy, controversy, if you will, on this podcast. <laughs> yes. over the, uh, Pronounce much, your words um,
1: properly, Ryan.
0: <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. Controversy. <laughs> Controversy. I've confused myself now. Anyway, <laughs> never has an issue affected our fans as much as me pronouncing the sparkling water drink, Le Croix, as Le Croix. I've had many tweets. It has
1: torn the community apart. Yeah,
0: and each time someone comes at me, they're like, hey, they, they send me the link that's on the Le Croix website, and it <laughs> says, Le Croix, Le Croix, it rhymes with enjoy. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> No, stop it. No, it's French. It's La Croix. Producer Bobo, I've got a clip here from Forvo. Spin it right now. This is a French person saying
1: La Croix. Listen to it. La Croix. You hear that, Brooksy? You hear that, Brooksy? La croix. croix. I just love how I, I've pronounced so many things wrong in this show. And you do one thing differently than the norm and you get yeah. inundated with hate mail for it. And not a, not a person says a peep about what I've said wrong. It's, it's great. I, I know. This. this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm actually quite <laughs> furious
0: about this. I'm not going to take French pronunciation advice from a country that says Notre Dame. And I'm not going to take pronunciation on brand advice from a country that says Nissan and Hyundai. No, thank you very much. It's LaCroix, I'm sticking to it. It's tangerine and it's delicious. Not very well, Brooks.
1: Thanks for asking. Oh, well, with that sorted. On a, on a happier note, <laughs> I am wearing, on a happier, more <laughs> properly pronounced note, I am wearing my Zlatan Ibrahimovic shirt, his Sweden, the last shirt he wore for the Sweden national team. Pronounce Zlatan. Go on. In honor of his birthday. It was his birthday on Tuesday. He turned 36 years old. So a little happy birthday, Zlatan. This is Woo. all for you. We all, we do this podcast just to honor you. This is our tribute mm. to, uh, to Zlatan. We love you. Everything we do, we do it for you. Exactly. Bit Brian Adams for you there, Zlatan. For Zlatan and uh, Lacroix, water. Lacroix <laughs> La it rhymes with encore and foie, not lacroix. Rhymes <laughs> with enjoy. Thank you very much. <laughs> and of course, Theo is wearing nothing because he's not here. He uh, he abandoned us. So screw him. Do you
0: mean he's naked wherever he is? Presumably, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. makes sense. That's what you get when you get a, a third character on your podcast that isn't actually a real person who doesn't exist. Sometimes they won't turn up. It's inevitable.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They just. Disappear at some <laughs> points because they don't—they're not real. They're not—they're a figment of our imagination. Oh Anyway, a uh, little recap of the DT fantasy league, and I think this might uh, make you happy, Ryan. This might yeah things uh, are back to normal. Yeah, this might uh, be a little bit redeeming for you. You can't pronounce yep. words, but you can win in fantasy football. Ryan Bailey in our little foursome finishing top of the group. Woo! Breaking my streak of, uh, I guess, two or three weeks in a row of, of being top. Two. Don't do don't oversell yourself. Two. <laughs> so in, in Game Week 7, Ryan had 162 points, good for 36th in the group overall. I had 145.50 for 51st. El Bobo, Producer Bobo, 127th with 74.75 points. And rounding out the group, Mr. Theo Messi in his absence – a big six points, hundred fortieth overall with his Lacazette strategy not coming up so big this week. That was not Trey Bien, not Trey Bien. It was not. But finishing first overall in the group out of everyone, WMU Hoosier, two hundred twelve point two five points. That's impressive. What and is
0: it, a Hoosier, by the way? I've heard that thrown around college football. What is does that mean? It's an Indiana
1: thing. They're the Indiana okay. Hoosiers. They're. I don't know what it means. What is a Hoosier though? It's a. It's an Indiana thing.
0: Is it a hose of some sort, like a fireman thing?
1: I think it's like, you know, in, in Canada, they have hosers. What's a hoser then? So in Indiana, which is just south of there, they have Hoosiers. Yeah.
0: Hang on. Are they spelled differently? This is a whole other pronunciation thing, isn't uh, it? Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, it's spelled differently, I think, but I don't know. Okay. It's, it's a weird part of the country. Don't worry I'm not about touching it. that today. Yeah. Then. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> con- congratulations, WMU Hoosier. He's a Spurs fan, so that's something you'd be happy about. Oh, well. Can't have it all. Yeah. To join us in the fantasy league, download the Taga app. We're we're on there. We have our featured league. So go to the featured league's page on the Perfect 11 section and uh, join the league. Dirty tackle. Can't miss it. And uh, show us what you got. If you can beat us, we'll give you a shout-out on the show. If you finish first in the group for every week. And uh, let's see. See if you beat Theo Messi's Lacazette strategy. It's pretty easy this week. Good luck. (laughs) Let's move on to our Dirty Tackles of the Week Ryan, who deserved a dirty tackle this week for you?
0: Uh, Now, there's a story going out there, Brooks, about this Russian stadium, uh, FC Ural Stadium. I'm going to try and pronounce this one, ironically, as the Ekaterinburg (laughs) Arena which is a World Cup arena. Lots of people criticizing it because the photos have been out earlier in the week on social media of these temporary stands sticking out of this stadium. I saw that, Because they have to get it up to 35,000 spectators. I think it's uh, only had a capacity of 27,000, this stadium. I'm not dirty tackling them for having this arrangement, which does look admittedly ridiculous. (laughs) I'm dirty tackling all the people who are laughing at this because they're wrong.
1: Well, let's just set the the scene here. So they have a, a fully constructed stadium. It's all done. Yep. They tore down, like, one of the walls at one of the ends behind a goal, and they built extended bleachers out the end of the stadium. It's be- behind both goals, yeah. Oh, it's behind both sides. I thought it was just on one side. Yep. Okay, so it's behind both sides. So mm-hmm. these giant, super tall bleachers with all this scaffolding going down the outside of the stadium, and it looks horrifying. Yeah. I'll admit it looks ridiculous,
0: Brooks, but look at this from a practical point of view. Uh, FC Ural, who don't actually play all the time at this stadium, but who will play at this stadium, their average attendance is 5,300. This stadium at its smallest is a 27,000 seater. So to add temporary seating actually makes a lot of sense. Look at Brazil, look at Sochi, look at all these uh, white elephant venues that have been left behind by the World Cup in the past. To actually do a temporary measure here makes sense. And if you look, there's lots of photos of this online. Even the seats at the very top of these eyesore temporary structures, they have clear sight of the whole field. You can see the opposite goal. And that's more than I can say for a lot of other stadiums. My, my abiding memory of going to Highbury, Arsenal's old stadium, I once went and I sat at the very back of the north stand, a big double tier stand that was opposite the clock end. Yeah. And you physically couldn't see the opposing goal because the top of the roof blocked it. Okay, that was absolutely ridiculous. I,
1: I think the, people, the, the issue that people have with it is that it looks like it's gonna collapse at any second. It looks horrifying. I mean the top level, you're hundreds of feet up in the air and you could fall over and and plummet your doom. Brooksy these Russians
0: they, they, these Russians they can win an election in a foreign country. I think they can build a temporary stand. I think <laughs> yeah. we'll be fine. Here. Well,
1: which leads to my next question, Ryan. So since when have you been on the Russian payroll? <laughs> did did they pay uh, for your back brace? For your, back, your posture backpack? They keep me in La Croix, That's all I can yeah. say, Brooks. That's all yeah. I can say.
0: My, my only reservation about this is that this kind of stand was how Maude Flanders died in The Simpsons. So if you remember, <laughs> the, she got shot with a T-shirt cannon at the NASCAR race. And she fell off the back of it. So I just hope there's no T-shirt cannons at this stadium in the World Cup. Otherwise, we'll be clear. We'll be fine.
1: See? So this is a, a clear danger to fictional characters everywhere. <laughs> Exactly.
0: Godly fictional characters. Anyway, Brooks, that's my Dirty Tackle of the week. What is yours? Well, speaking of fictional
1: characters, I am Dirty Tackling Disney World.
0: Walt Disney was real, wasn't he? He was a genuine Nazi sympathizer, wasn't
1: he? Yes, Walt Disney himself was real, and he is really frozen for eternity. But his characters (laughs) were fictional, and I don't agree with what they've done. So you might be wondering why Disney World, what they have to do with, with football this week. Well, a bunch of Orlando City players and uh, both the men's and women's teams, the Orlando Pride and Orlando City, they went to Disney World for a nice little good time at Epcot. Spend the day at Epcot. Happiest place on earth. Yeah, go to all the different countries and have yourself some drinks and go around the world in a day. It's wonderful. Who hasn't done that? So things got rowdy, as they tend to at Epcot, after a few drinks. Do they? uh, Yeah. Epcot can get rowdy. That's where all the adults go (laughs) when when the kids are off on the rides. So it got a little rowdy and the players got into some verbal altercations with other guests. Everybody's drunk. Everybody's, you know, a little too much. And so the police show up and uh, (laughs) apparently Alex Morgan was one of the ones who was a little bit rowdy. According to the police report, they had to kick her out along with two Orlando City players. And the police said she appeared to be highly impaired. Uh, she made a loud verbal statement that she knows the Orlando City SWAT team or the Orlando SWAT team. <laughs> <laughs> and she ended up apologizing. She says, I want to apologize for my actions that occurred over the weekend. I will learn from this mistake and be sure it doesn't happen again. But I say, don't apologize for this, Alex Morgan. Everyone gets a little rowdy at, at Epcot. There's nothing wrong with this. So, I mean, she got kicked out, but no harm done. No arrest was made. Everything's okay. Yeah. You just got to leave after eight hours of drinking. Mickey's all right. Mickey's all right. Exactly. There's nothing wrong here. She's,
0: I mean, Brooks, I totally buy this. She's one of the most famous female soccer players in the world, if not the most famous. She's a role model for everybody. Don't apologize for getting super hammered at a children's theme park. It's all good. This is
1: Epcot. This is the adult section. There's alcohol. There's no, there's not as many kids
0: around. This is, this is, I I haven't been to Epcot since I was 10 years old because on subsequent visits to Florida, we were like, don't go to Epcot. It's just the giant golf ball thing. And it's really boring. But, Is it the only park that sells booze? Because what they do is like the around-the-world thing. Is there like 11 or 12 countries, and you go and have a drink in each one. That's the challenge, right? Right,
1: yeah. I mean, you can. they have food and stuff too, but that is right. what adults do when they go there.
0: So that's a that's a big thing, and obviously they were doing that. And also as professional soccer players, it is their want to go and do that. We can criticize Sergio Aguero for going to Amsterdam to watch a concert, but hey, it's fine to go to a children's theme park and get hammered. And But <laughs> again, this isn't that's... so
1: much the children's section of the theme park. And my whole thing is... What Again, do you mean? There's children there, surely. No one, no one got hurt. Nothing. No one got arrested. It's all okay. You know, so they ask you to leave Epcot. That happens to the best of us. There's nothing wrong there. They were, she was there all <laughs> How day. How many times
0: have you been thrown out of a theme park, Brooks?
1: Let's not get into that. Let's just say it's happened a few times. But my whole thing is, in a week where they're anointing Christian Pulisic, they had him on 60 Minutes saying he's the first American soccer superstar. I think this makes Alex Morgan the first American soccer superstar. Because... American soccer players are so boring. They're the most boring athletes on the planet. They do nothing. Sure. They're just they they're just so boring. And here, Alex Morgan does something interesting. She shows some personality. She knows the Orlando SWAT team. And uh, she's letting everybody know about it.
0: Yeah, Brooks, be careful. Alexi Lalas did do a meet and greet at a public supermarket earlier this <laughs> week, so they're not all completely boring. Okay, so uh, let's not give him that. But yeah... Uh... I admire having uh, doing something interesting here. Yeah, fair enough. I think this shows she has
1: the, the, the skills, she has the footballing talent, she has some personality. I say she's a superstar, let her shine.
0: I think the thing that bothered me about this story, Brooks, is that when she had the altercation, it was in the UK section. And I think that just gives the country a bad name. All the boozers go there and get in trouble <laughs> in the UK. That's what that's what annoyed well, me. Well, and to
1: be fair, it wasn't just her. There were two Orlando City players along with her who got kicked out: Giles Barnes and Danny Toya. So, uh, but I mean, she's the most famous, so she gets to the, all the headlines. But she wasn't the only one. Sure. So let's be fair. She they must be rich as astronauts those
0: people because to drink in a Disney park, I'm assuming that's like ten bucks a drink. Surely.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess she's doing pretty well. I mean, she had that loan with Leon, and uh, she probably made some bank there. Leon, 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 LeCroix. Leon, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay so those those are our dirty tackles of the week <laughs> disney world i'm probably never going to be welcome back there now since i've tackled uh disney world but it's worth it someone needs to defend alex morgan ha! you can get fucked books <laughs> i mean so i mean this is the thing though so christian pulisic is from hershey pennsylvania they have hershey park there has he never been kicked out of hershey park well whoa, that's whoa, a disgrace whoa, whoa. What, is her- what is
0: hershey park is everything made of chocolate
1: Yes, you have never heard of Hershey chocolate. Park? Ryan. No. Ryan, you haven't lived Hershey Park. Yeah, it's a they have rides, they have like roller coasters and stuff and it's built around the uh the chocolate company.
0: So it's like Disney but it's based around horrible tasting chocolate. Gotcha.
1: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and to my knowledge, Christian Pulisic has never been kicked out of there, so he is not America's first soccer superstar yet. Alex Morgan is. Yeah, set your sights high, Christian Pulisic. Get on it. Let's uh Let's hear from our first sponsor. Let's hear a commercial.
2: I think this is going to be a good one.
1: <laughs>
2: Hello, my name's Jack Snackle. You soft fuckers all probably know me as the tourism board manager for Huddersfield. But you might not know, I'm also Yorkshire's premier recording artist. It's true, you massive bastard. In 2017, we finally got FM radio in Huddersfield. And I've had me ears opened to some of the greatest popular music in the world. And in 2017, we also got a recording studio in Huddersfield. Gets its electricity from a horse that pulls a plough in a field. It's dead clever. Anyway... I present to you, Dirty Tackle listeners, my debut album, The McPint Snackle Songbook, Volume 1. For just £19.99, you'll hear wonderful versions of classics like Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. If you don't want to wake up and smile, if it just takes a little while, open your eyes and look at the day. You'll see things in a different way. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't
1: stop. It'll soon be. It'll be
2: better than before. Yesterday's gone, you fucker. Yesterday's gone. I will always love you by that lady from the bodyguard. And I... We'll always love you. We'll always love you, you soft bastard. And hotline bling by Drake. Drake. Yeah, Drake. You used to call me on the cell phone. Late night when you need me love. Call me on the cell phone Late night when you need me, love And I know when that hotline bling That can only mean one thing, you bugger I know when that hotline bling That can only mean one thing I fucking hate you. Order now and you'll receive a bonus CD McPint snack On your marks, ready, set, let's go, dance floor pro, I know you know, I got psycho with me new joint hit, just can't sit. Gotta get jiggy with it. Oh, that's it. No, honey, honey, come right. DKNY, LOP up in my fucking eye. You got a Prada bag with a lot of stuff in it. Get to your friend Lesvin. Everybody looking at me, dazzling the kid. Listen, I was dancing the jiggy. with this handsome kid, we a cigar. Rikki just bite his of Look, I don't fucking like it. This really is the Aaron Moy of musical combinations. It's bloody good. Buy it now from Virgin Megastore, Tower Records, and all good high street music retailers. Now fuck off! All right, Brooksy, I think it's time for the number
0: one segment in the Dirty Tackle Podcast. Little last segment I like to call True. Yeah, True. Yeah, True. Yeah,
1: True. Yeah.
0: It's not the same without that bozo Theo joining in. As it's well, even better. It? Anyway, I think it's even uh, better without Theo. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's much better. It's much better. It's not the same. It's just better. True uh, are you in the segment where I read out some statements, some of them are true, some of them are false, you have to guess which one is which, Brooks, are you ready?
1: I'm pretty confident I might win it this week. I'm pretty confident. Well, Maybe. the odds are
0: stacked with you, I would say. I think I can one. do and it this week. In the last few episodes, you have outfoxed me on a couple of these. So I I'd have. Let's like see if you get any of these as well. Gareth Bale, Wales Bale, he has three different mm-hmm iconic golf holes recreated in his own backyard is that true or false three of them entire holes
1: three three full golf not we're not talking miniature golf here we're talking about full regulation size pga yeah. tour professional golf holes
0: yeah he didn't uh ask for replicas of famous putt putt courses from around the world to be built <laughs> there's no windmills real, or real like
1: wings. hippopotamus mouths or something he used to hit the ball into. <laughs> exactly yeah pirate <laughs> pirate cave yeah. uh i say false i think that's too low a number i say he has a full nine or uh you know wow. half of course he's nine
0: gary bale on the back nine in his own garden that's yeah. pretty cool uh this one's actually true uh he has added the uh Very difficult 17th hole at TPC Sawgrass, the one where it's got the water all around it. It's kind of like the heart-shaped green in the middle. He's just had that added to his house. His house in Wales, by the way, which I imagine he is at for very little time (laughs) in the year. So this is a very expensive little
1: uh, project that he's got going on He's there long enough just to play three holes, then he hits the road.
0: Yeah, that one's that one's one of the trickiest holes on the touring golf. He's also got the postage stamp at Royal Troon, which is a, a short par 3, 123 yards. That one's pretty tricky as well. And the white dogwood at Augusta, which by all uh, all uh, 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 reports is pretty hard as well. That's a 500 yarder. So he's got, you know, a good eight or 900 yards worth of iconic holes in his back garden. Isn't it nice to be Gareth Bale Brooks? Isn't it nice?
1: Well, I mean, he spent so much time not playing football and he's just at home recovering from injuries and I could play golf. It, it's good. He's something to occupy his time sure. at home. Yeah, sure. That makes yeah,
0: sense. Why not? Why not indeed? All right, you lose that one. Let's move on to the next one. There's a German it's called S.D. Oberwurzbach. They are now sponsored by a porno actress. Is that true or false?
1: <laughs> just a singular act- actress? Just one actress. Not, yeah, not like not a, a film, film or Not a, a company. production company, just an actress.
0: An actual actress of the adult variety has had her name plastered on the front of their shirts. True or false?
1: Well, I remember there was an amateur team, I think in England, that was sponsored by Pornhub a few years ago.
0: There's always ones in like Czechoslovak- uh, Czech Republic, I should say, that are sponsored by like brothels and stuff as
1: well, isn't there? Right, yeah, there was that too. Uh, that I'll, I'll say true. I'll say true. I can see this happening.
0: Bing, ding, 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 ding! Yes. You are a winner! Yes. Yeah, this is a, a team who play in the Saarland Liga, the sixth tier, a regional, uh, regional league in Germany. They now have a deal with a local special interest act- actress. Her name is Lena Nitro. Uh, for, the, for the journalistic intent, Brooks, I researched a bit on the team. I also <laughs> did a bit of research on this actress as well. And she's, a, she's a flexible lady. She's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's yeah. why... I know, some, <laughs> I, I know some things I didn't know before I went on the website that I went on. <laughs> That's why you have you all have that malware
1: on your computer now? That's why your computer yeah, shut down? exactly.
0: <laughs> we better get this podcast done quick because my, my computer is about to eat itself <laughs> from, from things like that. Yeah. All right. Next one for you. I'm Make winning. Sure you did very well there. I'm you winning. winning. You are winning. You are one up. You are one for two. Congratulations. <laughs> Marcus
1: Alonso was once a nude model. True or false? Oh, uh, yikes. Um i'm gonna say false there i he seemed like a modest guy to me i don't think he would he would go for that you could be modest and be a nude model can you is that i think that's kind of contradictory i don't know if that's how that works <laughs> is that why you're that's why you claim to be modest but you're nude right now except for your well, your uh posture i never take pack? the back
0: brace off yeah but yeah yeah i'm basically nude apart from that yeah i'm donald ducking at the moment by the way no <laughs> pants on. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm glad that the uh, the Skype window is just above yeah. chest level. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll tip I'll dip down the camera
0: if you really want, but I'm afraid this one is false. Uh, oh. I just want him to have been a nude model because I watched the I don't know if you've seen it. The Dude Perfect did a video at uh, Chelsea's training ground with Cahill and Alonso. I think Murata was in it as well, and Marcus Alonso just up front. He is a handsome man. Yeah, he's got great hair. He seemed really cool. I wanted him to. Be my husband. Uh, next one for you, Brooks. Sergio Ramos, popular uh, Castilian Spanish person, unlike Gerard Pique, that damn Catalan. Uh, he has his own fashion brand. It is called Donkey. It is called Donkey.
1: <laughs> all right, Ryan. Sure first of all, I tweeted about this. So, of course, I know this is this is half true. The, the name of the brand was Noble Donkey. And I'm pretty sure it was started by Gerard Pique, just as a way to get Sergio Ramos to wear a shirt that says "Donkey" on it,
0: yeah, uh okay, I maybe I should actually look at your <laughs> timeline before I come up with these questions in future but yeah that you got it there he went he was uh, uh, pictured earlier in the week uh with his glamorous girlfriend at the launch of the noble Donkey Fashion line, and it just looks like he's been put up to it by someone it, because the shirt he's wearing ridiculous. it's like he's it's an XXL shirt that like got the sleeves rolled up. It looks like he's got like a normal dress shirt on underneath it, and it's got like a really bad font on the front that says "Noble Donkey." I'd, maybe that means something different in Spain, but to me, that just sounds like a oxymoron of an well, idiot.
1: I think it's like you know how, when you go to Asian countries and they have the English words like curse words on their shirts and stuff because they don't know what it means. Just like mm. Americans have uh, you know Asians uh, symbols tattooed on themselves and they're they mean things that they don't think they do. I think there's yeah. just something lost in translation and maybe so. Maybe he's a big fan of uh Shrek, you know, Eddie Murphy's character in Shrek. He likes the donkey character. Oh, I I've and... just
0: I've just figured it out actually cuz he's a defender of course. This is a tribute to Tony Adams cuz he was a noble donkey of course. So it must be that. <laughs> it must be that. <laughs> but again. All right, I, next one for you. I think it was Gerard Piquet.
1: Think... <laughs> it was a little prank by PK.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, those two do love each other as we all know of course um i think that's your second or third correct answer you're doing totally yeah two, well for three. Well two for three two next for three next one for you kyle walker of manchester city and lots of money fame has his own name <laughs> tattooed on his hand is that true or false?
1: <laughs> wow that has to be false that's just sad if that's true that has to be false
0: I'm afraid, Brooks, it is 100% true. What? No. There is an article no on the way. Fountain of Truth. Yep, yep. The, the Fountain of Truth that is the Daily Mail did a little in Oh, okay. There. Come on. Uh,
1: the Daily Mail? <laughs>
0: it's actually... No, they've just, they've just picked up on an interview, which is uh, from a, a website called Unscripted, where he talks about his tattoos, and they show a close-up of his right hand, and it says, K. Walker, and there's two stars underneath <laughs> it, which I believe must be a rating of some sort. <laughs> But yeah, he has oh, wow. he has lots of, uh, he says he regrets, uh, he doesn't regret any tattoos he has because at the time he wanted to get them. So it's good to know that he wasn't <laughs> coerced into getting any of the tattoos that he has. He wanted to get them all at the time. That's wonderful news. But yeah, he actually wanted, he actually went to the tattoo artist and said, my name's Kyle Walker. I want Kyle Walker written on me, and thank you very much.
1: <laughs> Why would he, have, what purpose does that serve? Just... In I case. think I think he thought
0: that like if he went to the bar and he didn't have his ID it would serve as <laughs> yeah, ID well. maybe that was his idea.
1: Yeah, how I do must we know be, who you I know you are 18? Look, my, my names on my hand. <laughs> oh wow. I don't even know what to say about that. That's just astonishing. Yeah. And also uh, he has a tattoo
0: of an an eye on his forearm. Apparently it is the eye of his late grandfather who introduced him to the sport of football. It just looks like an eye to me. And it looks like a very long eyelashed eye, like a very feminine eye. And where did he get this picture of his late grandfather's eye to get tattooed on him? That's what I want to know. Lots of questions. Most pictures of
1: people include their eyes, so that shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, you make a
0: good point. (laughs) I I withdraw my question.
1: (laughs) Ryan, what is in that La Croix water you're drinking? Oh, nothing but deliciousness and
0: zero calories. Let's move on <laughs> to the final one of True Are You, Brooks. Harry Kane, England's hero, is afraid of lobsters. True <laughs> false.
1: Uh, I I believe that. I, I think that's true. I think Harry Kane has some odd foibles about him. He seems a little bit too normal in the surface, but usually those people have some oddities underneath the surface. So I think a fear of lobsters is, is one of them.
0: Uh, I'm afraid this one's false. Uh, Harry Kane has nothing interesting about his personality whatsoever. (laughs) I'm sorry. You lose. He's
1: another one who needs to get get kicked out of uh, Disney World. He should go to Disney World, have some drinks at Epcot, and get himself kicked out.
0: At the very minimum, he should have Harry Kane written on his hand. Just something interesting. (laughs) Just something about him will be good.
1: So boring, that Harry Kane.
0: That concludes the uh, True Are You segment. Thank you very much for playing. Uh, the winner this week, of course, uh, Theo Messi by default. Oh. Right? Nope, nope. He's not here. He's not here. Brooks, I guess you get this one.
1: Yes. Even though I got like one out of 12 right, <laughs> I still win. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Theo, for not being here. Hey, you're welcome. That was my Theo <laughs> there. That was a good You're Theo. welcome, you bum. <laughs> I'm walking here. <laughs> that was... An impression of Theo's impression of Bob Bradley, I think.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. It might have been his neighbor. (laughs) Pete. Pete Oriello. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's take a little break. I need to go look at Lena Nitro's website for a little bit more. We'll be back shortly.
1: (laughs) This week's supporter shout out goes to Charlie Hamilton. I'm assuming he's the Hamilton that the Broadway play was based on. I haven't seen it, so I don't know for sure but we're honored to have such a revered person in the Dirty Tackle family if you would like a shout out on the show check out patreon.com slash Dirty Tackle and contribute to help keep the show alive our show, not Hamilton you can also get yourself a t-shirt and access to DT Extra Time our special segment only available to the ET gang each week that's patreon.com slash Dirty Tackle and as they say in Hamilton give us some money please again I haven't seen the show but I'm pretty sure they say that
0: I haven't seen it either. I'm not rich enough to drink at Epcot or get tickets for that. Because
1: <laughs> you spend all your money on water you can't pronounce.
0: Exactly. Back braces and water and uh, <laughs> pedantic, uh, pedantic pronunciation advice. That's what I'm all about. Oh, Ryan. Yeah. Um, I would like to give a shout-out, by the way. I put a a little tweet out saying if you wanted to get a shout-out on the show, you can do so. Who have I got here? Pablo A. David. Let's shout-out the life of Pablo. Hello to you. And Lucas Muller uh, requested not to be mentioned, so you're welcome, Lucas.
1: But just to be clear, those people have not paid for those shout-outs, so they are not as good as Charlie Hamilton. They might
0: not even be Patreons, yeah.
1: Charlie is up here. Those people are down here in the uh, commoner section. Charlie is way above them. Just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. They're sitting in the temporary stand at the FC URL stadium. <laughs> that could collapse at any second. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They could get t shirt cannoned off of that <laughs> thing
1: at any point. At least Charlie is safe. That's all we care about.
0: Yeah.
2: It's the life ref. He refs your life. So you better watch out. It's going officiate your life. Because life, life. you don't play by the rules, but you should.
1: It's the Life Ref. Theo's it's not here to sing, so life. I'll sing in his place. Even though I'm not a very good singer. Life Ref. You sound
0: like a choir boy, Brooks. It's wonderful. <laughs> Dulcet. Dulcet tones, I'll say there. You've uh, enriched all of our lives for that. Thank you very much. Always, all right. Always. Life Ref. First decision here. Uh, this one harks us back a little bit to the old days when Manchester United and Arsenal games used to be quite interesting. Uh, there was uh, what do they call it? The uh, the, the war of the buffet, or whatever they called it. The thing where the pizza got thrown at Alex Ferguson's. The face. battle of the buffet. The battle of the buffet. There you go. That makes much more <laughs> alliterative sense. It really does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we found out uh, earlier in the week who was the perpetrator of the piece of pizza that hit Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, Cez Fabregas on on British TV, on James Corden's TV show, admitted it was he who threw it. Um, And the the, the quote here is, is a brilliant quote here um all of a sudden i heard noises in the tunnel and i thought what's happening so i go out with my (laughs) slice of pizza and i saw sol campbell rio ferdinand martin Keown, everybody pushing each other i was like i want to get involved but i don't know how to and i threw sound effect noise pew i just threw it once i saw who it was hitting well i didn't mean it so basically rather than get involved in fisticuffs in the tunnel here sex First move was to just throw a piece of pizza at one of the greatest managers of all time. Yeah. So, the, I guess what are we saying here? What kind of card or does uh, sex deserve to play on here? What's, what's your ruling? Oh, wait, approach? first
1: of all, let's recap. So, when you hear a ruckus in the hallway, your first move is always, okay, there's something going on out there. I better grab some pizza just in case. Yeah. Just in case. Well, I better not put my pizza down before I go check it out. Yeah. I need to bring this pizza <laughs> with me. Then he gets out there and sees people fighting. And he thinks, okay, how do I get involved in a physical altercation? I know. I will throw this piece of pizza. (laughs) This is a straight red card for me because this is a colossal waste of pizza. Throw whatever you like at Alex Ferguson. I don't care. But just don't throw pizza. Pizza is far too valuable. It's true. It's a straight red card for me.
0: Okay, I can agree. Pizza is the food of the gods, obviously. Yes. But I'm actually going to let Sesk play on here because A, it's a very funny story. And B, I think it takes quite a lot to actually successfully throw pizza because <laughs> what, what, do, you, do you do you go Frisbee style? Do you throw it sort of uh, flat so it lands flat in someone's face? How do you stop the toppings from flying off? I think there's a lot going on here and there's some engineering marvels going on here for Sesk to actually think so quickly to throw that pizza. So I, I think, think that's, you that's throw just what a brilliant it. sportsman he is
1: you got to throw it, like,
0: flat. I think you you can't go Frisbee style. What kind of distance, though? You couldn't get that far with that. True. If you are throwing it maybe two yards, the the flat is the way. But you'd have to to Frisbee it if it was going
1: across a tunnel. But how, yeah, how far was he from this altercation? That's the question.
0: Yeah. Lots of questions here surrounding this as well. A, like, when the pizza hit Fergie's face and the red sauce is there, did he actually notice because his face is as red as pizza sauce anyway at all times? (laughs) And B... Why did Arsenal players have pizza? Arsene Wenger, the man famous for bringing in amazing diets of macrobiotic,
1: <laughs> measuring out pasta by the gram for all his players,
2: and they got pizza. What's going on I here? I think that's
1: actually a pretty common post-match meal though, cuz pizza has the carbs you need after a match to re-refuel. I don't know. I'm not I'm not Arsene Wenger. I don't know. But I just know that you, you shouldn't be throwing pizza.
2: Yeah. But th- this does answer
1: a, a long-held mystery of football. Was who threw the slice of pizza? It was was long believed that it was was Fabregas, but never confirmed. So we finally have the answer. And now Alex Ferguson will murder him.
0: Well, one day we'll find out that Ferguson was responsible for Lasagna Gate, and it'll all be calmer. It'll (laughs) even out. It'll be, uh, you know. The Italian food food wars of the Premier League. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's our next one, Brooks? What we got?
1: All right, so in. Incredibly sad news this week. Bayern Munich sacked Carlo Ancelotti. I heard that was they... last week, darling. Last week, this week. I'm too distraught to keep the day straight. <laughs> I've been holed up in my room, crying my eyes out. Uh, I, I heard they tried to um keep his eyebrow on board and just sack the rest of him, but the eyebrow said it's it's all of us or or none. Um so Carlo and his eyebrow are both out and now all these stories have been leaking about how awful it was at Bayern under Carlo Ancelotti which is really tough to believe because everywhere he's been he's been a player favorite the players have loved him everywhere yeah um even at Chelsea where he got sacked pretty quickly after winning winning uh the Premier League um the players hated the fact that he was out um so apparently the Bayern players didn't like him so much and didn't like his methods either so it's been revealed in the German publication Kicker that the players would hold secret training sessions without Ancelotti's knowledge because they weren't satisfied with his his own methods. They thought they, they, thought they were <laughs> insufficient. Only a German team would want to train more in secret behind their manager's back.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give Bayern a yellow card for this because it's it sounds like they're very dedicated to the job and they want to be better. But also... That is so unprofessional to go behind your manager's back to organize secret training sessions. Maybe it's it's just a clash of cultures here because I imagine that Ancelotti is an Italian, very relaxed, probably wants to hand out pizza that they can throw at each other all day, <laughs> and Bayern just want to you know be very you know run by the clock and uptight and get things done as efficiently as possible. As as I've just outlayed two very very important Italian and uh, German stereotypes there for you. You're all welcome. But that's my theory. Uh, at, but I mean, I've been in Carlo Ancelotti's presence a few times. He just seems absolutely delightful, like a big teddy bear. And I, I can't believe that they would do that to him.
1: Hold on, Ryan. So you've been in the presence of the eyebrow itself. I need to know more you, about what this. You mean you haven't? I have not. No, I, I dream of that of that moment, but I have not. Please enlighten me.
0: Always well, been doing journalism things, basically. I've crossed my path him a few times. The last journalism, time
1: was... you, you journalism. I don't I don't believe it's it.
0: pronounced journalism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last uh, few times uh, No, sorry the last time I saw him was in the lobby of a fancy hotel in Chicago last summer when by Munich were on tour there. I sat right next to him as he sat cross legged talking to the most Italian man in the world who was wearing a blazer and really short shorts.
1: <laughs> so was his eyebrow just dancing on his forehead? Yeah, he was delightful. Yeah,
0: He was speaking in Italian and I didn't understand it, but he had a little one of those tiny little cappuccino coffee things. He looked very stereotypical. You don't
1: need wonderful. to understand his his words. It's his eyebrow that is his expression. That's his art. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that maybe they weren't actually saying anything. They were just uh, communicating via facial movements. Yeah.
1: <laughs> facial movements and uh, neck grabbing. Back back to neck grabbing. Exactly. Yeah. A
0: lot of neck grabbing, a lot of uh, <laughs> shrugging, and a lot of uh, you know, <laughs> emphasis with the hands. That was all it was. <laughs> they made their
1: points. Yeah. Right. No shortage of stereotypes in this edition of Life Ref. <laughs> Should That's give ourselves about. a red card for uh for the Italian and German <laughs> stereotypes. So in, in what I need to just get the, the full vision here of Carlo and his element. What manner did he okay. have the legs crossed? Uh we're talking sort of shallow
0: hotel lobby chair, leaning back a little bit, maybe up to thirty degrees leaning back I'd wow. say. The leg crossing was, you know, where you squish your balls and the knees are right on oh. top of one another. Oh. Very European style.
1: Okay, that sounds painful, but... Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> that's the way I do it. <laughs> he wasn't manspreading or anything like that. He wasn't like New York subway manspreading.
1: Oh, that's good. See, Carlo is considerate. he to like, crush his own balls it's wonderful manspread.
0: How dare they do training sessions without him, bastards?
1: For me, this is a play-on for Carlo because I hope that he will be back soon. And it's a red card for the Bayern players because... Screw you guys,
0: yeah. And now you've got Willie Sanyol. That's the hole you've buried for yourself, Bayern. Congratulations,
1: Willie Sanyol. What are you talking about? He's an interim manager at the moment. What? No, you you Pankus is coming in. Yup, he's coming back. Did you hear that? Since when? Since just before we recorded this. You Breaking is hundred and five years old. I don't believe he's it. coming back. So this is my this is my other red card for Bayern. They forced out. Urupankis, after he won the treble, to bring in Pep Guardiola, and since Uup left, they have not won the Champions League. If they had just kept him this entire time, who knows how many trophies they could have won in Europe? And uh, now they're bringing him back as an interim manager, reportedly, after the failing of uh, Carlo Ancelotti, and it's just it's sad. They don't know what they're doing. They should have they should yeah, have stuck right. with their guns. I've just
0: looked this up. Poor old Willie Samuel. I feel so sorry for him. Got one game just because he drew 2-2 with Hertha Berlin.
1: What a shame. <laughs> Pep Guardiola ruined everything. Pep came in, forced out Joop. Then Pep leaves and Carla takes the job. He gets forced out. Another back to Joop. I hope that when he walked in, he went, Joop, who's here to pick up the pieces? <laughs> oh, Bayern. A- what a mess. Yeah. All right, what is our last life ref case, Ryan?
0: Sergio Aguero missing last week's Manchester City game because two days prior to that, he went to Amsterdam to see a South American pop star in concert and the taxi he was in on the way back crashed and he got injured as a result. How do we feel about Aguero going off and doing this? We've heard Pep Guardiola saying, you know, I'm not his dad, I don't care, he can do what he likes on his day off. But... If all things had gone well and he got, you know, he didn't have his taxi crash, I believe his flight would have got in back to Manchester about 2 a.m. on, I think it would have been the Thursday morning. So, you know, two days before the biggest game of the season against Chelsea getting in in the early hours, maybe getting to bed at 3 or something like that. For a professional, the height of his game, I'm giving Sergio Guerro a big old red card what? for making that trip to Amsterdam in the first place. That's not a professional thing to do in the middle what? of the season, just swanning off to Amsterdam. for. I mean, I know it's a, it's a relatively short flight, but yeah. Brooks, I cannot stress how important your circadian rhythms are. And for, right. for him to be put off like that, to get to bed at 3 a.m. or whatever, just before a super important game, I don't think he's taking it seriously enough.
1: Oh, I couldn't disagree more. This is a play on for Why? me. I mean, Why? first of all, he couldn't control the, the taxi crash. That was not his fault I'm at all. I'm saying regardless
0: so. of the taxi crash, he's, if if all things had gone well, he would have still got in super
1: late before that game. If all things go well, you never hear about this. You would have no idea. He would have scored 12 million goals, as he always does. <laughs> and you would, have never, you would have been none the wiser. You would have never known. Total non-issue. Maybe so. I, th- I think, yeah, this is fine. Go to Amsterdam. Uh, have some brownies. Do what you want there. See some, see some music. No issue.
0: We're learning that professional soccer players aren't as professional with diet and things like that as we thought. You know, Arsenal players back in the day eating pizza. Uh, American <laughs> players going and getting hammered at Disney World. <laughs> yeah, Aguero I think, swanning off to Amsterdam. I mean,
1: if Aguero had gone all the way to a, to Epcot Center two days before a match and. Uh, been drinking at at the uh, English pub there for eight hours. That could have been an issue, but he just went to Amsterdam. It's a little short trip. That's fine. It's not his fault. The taxi driver can't drive.
0: Okay, maybe we have to agree to disagree on this
1: one, Brooksy. Ryan, I can't take you seriously when you have your thumbs hitched in your in your uh, in your little backpack, your posture backpack. Look, when I come to the verdict at the end of a life ref, passing my judgment on to people, put my thumbs. And
0: look like a hot shot city lawyer yeah. when I pass judgment on you. That is my instinct. I'm sorry. Highfalutin,
1: you... <laughs> posture backpack wearing, judgment passing Ryan Bailey.
0: Yeah. I watch a lot of Ali McBeal, okay? Oh. Guilty. Fine. I want to give you
1: a red card, Ryan. I think this is a red card for you. Why? Just... Nothing wrong with unisex toilets and
0: dancing babies, you, Brooks. What's the problem? You, you
1: can't pronounce words. You're wearing a posture backpack and nothing else. And uh, you're passing judgment on people. I don't like it. This is straight red for you. You're off okay you're off the show Well, now you're on your own yeah i'm doing the show by myself from now on (laughs) close it up then close it up (laughs) on that note with me left all by my lonesome that is the end of regular time join us for extra time where ryan and i will discuss fifa 18 uh there's some little developments in fifa 18 i've been playing the game and i have some bones and i know a lot about FIFA 18 well i have some bones to pick so this, this is gonna be me ranting at ryan about fifa 18 We'll also discuss Facebook possibly broadcasting Premier League matches Mm. and whether Real Madrid should cut bait on Gareth Bale. Should he stay or should he go? Here's a taste of extra time, just so you can see what you're missing. Oh, I love these tastes. But even Thierry Henry is in it, too. He's like your mentor when you go to L.A. Thierry Henry takes you to parties and stuff in L.A., where you meet James Harden. James Harden is in it, the basketball player.
0: It's absurd. TRM rewalking walking around going, and this is a stadium where I didn't give a
1: fuck, and <laughs> yeah. here's another one where I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. So hit up patreon.com slash tackle and support the show to get access to that. Thank you to producer Bobo Martino for being Bobo. our silent strength every week, getting it done behind the scenes on social media you can find us at Dirty Tackle on Twitter Instagram and Facebook my Twitter handle is at BrooksDT Ryan what is yours?
0: Uh, my Twitter handle is uh, at it's pronounced lacroix you motherfucker. <laughs> it's a long one <laughs> but it's worth it
1: that's a good handle and uh, also you know send Theo Messi at Theo Messi DT send him some tweets just check in on him see what he's doing uh, he's a mess so he, he needs yeah he needs someone to check in on him they don't do it for regular time. We'll see you on extra time. Bye bye everybody. Two-thirds of us love you. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Lot of Lot of